Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Can we give King Jesus just some praise in the house? Just one more time. He's worthy of all praise, worthy of all worship. Amen. And Yesterday morning when we turned up, I want to tell you, the Thrive team was like a well-oiled machine, man. They were making stuff happen, and we're just so grateful for uh, people like uh, uh, you guys who, who put in the effort and take the time to organise this. It wasn't easy, I know. I know there's many nights, I believe you're up till late at night, the night before, cleaning and getting your swish new toilets uh, ready to just flow, and uh, so that, that all worked uh, worked great, and so just just fantastic, and so I just on behalf of the national leadership team, I just want to say a very big thank you for the work that you put in. That I saw your biggest elevate, our biggest elevate ever in the Canterbury region. So I think that was pretty pretty cool. So can you give yourselves a clap, volunteers! Wow. And Glenn and Debbie, we just love you and just so grateful for your heart for us and your love for us. And, uh, you know, sends us a text every now and then, now and then how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm falling apart. No, so no, but it's just like, but, but I appreciate your love and care. You have some great pastors in the church. You know, it's great to have guest speakers along, but hey, they labour day in, day out. You know, I'm going to blow in, blow up and blow out. But they're here. They're here when, when, when stuff goes wrong, when you've got to struggle, when you've got to uh, uh, battle. So would you honour our friends and your pastors here today? Come on, stand up and honour them. That, that is our, sometimes we've got to take a moment and just give for the hard work that they're doing. Amen. Turn to your neighbour and say, I'm glad to be in church today. Hallelujah. You know, again, just uh, yesterday we talked about the conference. Just to let you know, there's a 20% discount that you can get for the Spirit and Truth Conference, your conference, New Life Conference, up in Auckland. And just uh, if you can get along to it, it will be fantastic. And uh, again, last year was our biggest conference ever so far in New Life. And so I'm believing this year it'll be, go to another level. We have the incredible Sam Chan, the incredible Michael Maiden coming, one of the pastors uh, uh, from Planet Shakers also coming to speak to the youth. I know it's going to be powerful and it's going to change uh, lives. One of the cool things that we did, and uh, you can sign up at the info desk to get that 20%. There's a code or something you can go in. But one of the things we did last year is we were able to record the live worship uh, that happened at conference and it's uh, been put into an album. A guy from Hillsong came and helped us, flew over to New Zealand, grabbed it all. Then he's been back in Sydney working on it and we're just about to see the release on it. So if you were at conference last year, you might hear yourself singing. If you were at conference and you said in one of those quiet moments, hallelujah, it might be on the album. I'm just telling you uh, uh, right now. So you got to get it. It's going to be available on iTunes, free on Spotify and all that. But we've just got a little clip that captures a little bit of the buzz of the conference. And as we sang the song, Thank You, which is, is a new life song, uh, it just captures the birth of that uh, that conference there. So so again, if you weren't at conference last year, we we're recording another live album that you can say hallelujah on it when, when you're there. So let's just play that clip right now that lets us know. It's a bit louder. Come on. I want to tell you, make sure you get it and I pray you will enjoy it. You know, the manager of a company needed to hire somebody to drive 
one of his trucks, put out a job application, three people applied. The, they met at a certain place and he decided to set up a test. The manager decided to set up a test for these drivers to see which one has the skills so that he could hire. He set up the test on a narrow hill road going up a very windy road and on the side of the road, on one side there was a bank and on the other side of this narrow road was a steep cliff. I don't know if you've watched those programs, The World's Most Dangerous Roads, but it was that kind of road that he was saying, you've got to drive up. I lived in India for uh, uh, many years. In fact, uh, my wife is Indian, praise God, hallelujah. And do you know that we've been married 32 years this week? You know, this is our Anna. This is our anniversary week and we thought, where can we spend it? Let's go to Thrive. Come on, somebody. So it's 32 years we've been married. But anyway, sets up this this test and, and on one side is a bank and on the other side is a steep cliff that if you were to fall off it or drive off it, you would go to your certain death. It was that kind of road. I've been on buses like that in India where you're sitting at the back of the bus and you're watching the bus. You're aware you're way up in the mountains and that if that bus driver makes a wrong move, you're going to die. It was that kind of road. And so the first driver comes along and says, let me do this. I got this. I got this. I can make this happen. He gets in the truck. He starts. So that sounds deeper than that, but I can't go any deeper. This is my, this is my, I've been preaching a lot, so I can only do the high stuff. So, 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 so he's like, and he just takes off. And he drives up the hill as fast as he can through the narrow roads. And, and here's what he tra- He does to show how good he was. He, he was driving about this far, about two inches away from the edge, all the way up. He thought it was amazing. Second driver, he gets in. You think that was good. Watch this. And this driver takes off. He takes off. And he drives down. He doesn't drive two inches away from the edge. He drives on the edge. In fact, he's driving so close to the edge, sometimes half his wheel goes off and, and dirt's falling down the cliff. The third driver comes along. He says, watch this. He gets in the truck. And he drives so far over to this side that he was nowhere near the edge. Which one do you think the manager hired? Number three. Why? Because he stayed away from the edge. The moral of the story is that when you drive, stay away from the edge. Don't go near the edge. Tap your neighbor and say, don't go near the edge. I want to touch on the topic of temptation today. See, because too many people drive near the edge. I want to touch on the topic of temptation. It's not something that is touched on much, but of course I hear a lot of teaching on God's grace. And don't get me wrong, I I love God's grace. I, 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 I'm thankful that I'm a recipient of God's grace. Any other recipients of God's grace here today? We need God's, God's grace. And, and uh, you know, Ephesians tells us, Ephesians 2 verse 8, it says, For it is by grace that we have been saved through faith. And this is not from ourselves. There's nothing we can do to earn it. There's nothing we can do to buy it. It tells us it is a gift 
from God, not of works so that no one can boast. The truth about grace is it's so powerful it turns sinners like me into saints. Sinners like you into saints. We can, we can do it ourselves. For he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. It's a grace so powerful. The grace of God is perfectly perfect, completely complete. And we all need His grace. Can I hear an amen? amen. I said to God as I was praying yesterday, Lord, I need Your, I, I, I need your grace. I, I said, so far today I've done all, done all right. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been grumpy. I haven't been greedy. I haven't been nasty or self-indulgent. I and I thank You for that, Lord. But in a few minutes, God, I'm going to get out of bed. Come on. And then I'm going to need all the help. How many prayed that prayer yesterday? Come on. You might have prayed that prayer even, even this morning. We need grace. But information on temptation is not given too much deliberation in today's world. Yo, yo, what's up? It's just not, it's not something we talked about. And, and I want to say also to understand as I speak to you about this area of our lives, remember, I speak to you not as about us trying to just get by and God, we've got to perform and God, we've got to do this kind of thing and we've got to get all good. You've got to understand the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All in the Greek means all, everybody, all have sinned and fall short. But then it goes on to say, we are justified freely. Freely, what does that mean? It means at no cost to you. Somebody else paid the price so we didn't have to. Can I hear an amen? Thank you, Jesus. He paid the price. So when I'm speaking about this topic of temptation today, understand we're, we're speaking from a spiritual position of who you are in Christ. This is not about performance or getting everything all together. We know we follow a God who does not say, sort yourself out, then you can follow me. He says, follow me and I'll sort you out. Come on. So, so I'll sort out your stuff. And so this is talking about the sorting out. I want you to understand we're speaking from that position, a position of where He is working things out. That's justification. This is the sanctification, Him taking us from glory to glory. But there, like I say, the information on temptation is not given too much deliberation. And temptation for many people is something they are confused about. And so I want to shed some, some light and hopefully bring some clarity to this area. And now it's obvious that no one here in this service has any problem with temptation. That is clear. You can just tell it by looking around. The message really was for the last service. Come on, somebody. I mean, it's just... And of course, I'm going to Living Well to uh, Living Waters tonight, and they definitely need it down there, uh, down there. But we all want to help our friends, right, who are struggling with this. So, what is tem temptation? What is temptation? And in the Hebrew of the Old Testament and the Greek of the New Testament, the word simply means its meaning is to test. Temptation means to test. Now, of course, that's what it means in Hebrew and Greek, but only you can tell, only you can identify what temptation is for you. Only you can identify what temptation is to you. 
Edward Donnelly said, there are as many forms of temptation as there are Christians. That's the truth. But I think probably the best way to to understand what temptation is, is to start by looking at what temptation is not. I want to say temptation. Please understand this because I I want to tell you today, I I want to help you today. That's why why I'm preaching this. I want to help you. Uh, See, I've I've been a Christian a long time now and I, I, I meet Christians all the time and they're, they're like, well, I just don't feel. Listen, we are not called to walk by feelings. We are called to walk by faith. See, grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. So I, I, I love grace, but we've got to understand. I, I want to give you some truth here today that I hope will help you. See, see, I, I, I understand. See, people say, well, I just don't feel. I just don't feel. We are not meant to walk by our feelings. We are meant to walk by faith. People say, I just want to follow my heart. Why? I just want to follow my heart. Don't follow your heart. The Bible says the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? We need to follow His Word. His Word is a lamp unto our feet and light unto our path. It will direct us and, and guide us. Preacher, preaching good. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> what is temptation? Temptation, I want to tell you, is not sin. Oh, and I... I like I said, I want to help you today. I want you to get this because there are some here today. There will be some here today that go, what? You're getting tempted. You've been tempted. And you've gone, I've blown it. I've mucked it up. I've messed up. I've, I can't make it. I can't, I can't do this. But I want, maybe this is a revelation for somebody here today. Or maybe this is just something you've known a long time ago. Someone said it, but you've forgotten it. I want to make it clear today. Temptation is not sin. Well, how do you even know that? Pastor, because some of you might be in that place right now. I, I, I know it's not sin. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have, listen, speaking of Jesus, for we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. It's great to know that Jesus understands what we're going through. You might be here, you might be here, you know. God, nobody understands. He understands. Nobody knows my name. He knows your name. He's not forgotten you. For we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. But Jesus was in all points. That means in every area, whatever it is, all points. I don't know about you. It's not just one thing. It might be three things. It might be four things. In every one of those areas that maybe you're struggling with today, that you've had to walk through today, understand in all points, He understands what you're going through. He was tempted in all points, all points tempted, just as you are. Yet he was without sin. Jesus was tempted, yet the Bible says Jesus was without sin. So understand that means to be tempted is not to sin. Somebody needed to hear that this morning. Every time you get tempted, you go, oh man, I've stuffed up again. Now listen, friend, I want to tell you, you can't help what birds fly over your head, but you can stop them making a nest in your hair. That's what I'm talking about. If you've got hair, come on, somebody. I mean, it's just like, this is why you, you can't help. Jesus was tempted, yet he did not sin. To be understand, to, to, to be tempted is not to sin. I hope I'm helping you today. 
Fulton F. Sheen said this about temptation. And it's so true. You are not tempted. Understand this. You are not tempted because you are evil. You are tempted because you are human. See, temptation is a part of the human condition. Matthew Henry said, The best of saints may be tempted to the worst of sins. But you already know that. Because you yourselves have been tempted. The best of saints may be tempted to the worst of sins. Someone said temptation is something we must never excite, but always expect. I thought that was funny. But by the way, I only finished this. I only heard this message in the last service. I only finished it just before I came. Come on. When I put this in and I just made me laugh a little bit because I always, when I first started off preaching, I thought, who is this Anon guy? He is incredible. I mean, he has got so many quotes that are so uh, powerful. I didn't realize it was anonymous. Come on, somebody. I mean, it was just like, I'm just not that, I'm not that smart. It's like, we've got to get our biblical literacy up. I, one of our interns said, Pastor Adam, I just don't understand. Why, why is there so much about eggs in the Bible? I said, what, what are you talking about eggs in the uh, Bible? You know, that scripture, take, take my yoke upon you and, and uh, you know, don't be unequally yoked and all this type of thing. Why is there so much about eggs? I said, it's not about eggs. Now, that might be a revelation for somebody. Here. If you thought, don't put your hand up, we don't want to know. But thank God for Anon. Temptation is something we must never excite, but always expect. I'm trying to help some people here today. And let me say this, my friend, don't let the fact that you're tempted make you feel like you've failed. Or I'll say it again, don't let the fact that you're tempted make it feel like you've failed. See, Jesus, upon being Baptized, heard the voice of his father. You know, you know the story. He came up out of the water. The dove came down. The voice from heaven spoke. This is my son with whom I am well pleased. But then the Bible says in Luke chapter 4 verse 1, Now Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wild for 40 wilderness days and nights he was tempted by the devil one of the things i can notice about that scripture you can be full of the holy spirit and still be tempted but you already knew that you've already lived that jesus was full of the holy spirit yet he was Tempted. And listen, Jesus was tempted not because He was bad. He was tempted because He was important. God had a plan. God had a destiny. He was tempted not because He was bad, but because He was important. Francis Burkett said this, Christ is no sooner out of the waters of baptism than He is in the fires of temptation. Whence we learn that great manifestations of the love of God are usually followed with great temptations from Satan. The devil questions immediately what God has said. If you really are God's Son, 
take this bread and, and, and uh, sorry, take this rock and, and, and turn it into to bread. He, he, the devil immediately began to, to question, what, is that really what God said? He began to question his identity. And that's one thing I've, I've, I've said now, I was saying it to our team just a, just a week ago when I was talking about baptisms. I, I was saying to them, one of the things we have to communicate to Christians when they get baptised is the story of Jesus. At the moment He came out of those waters, the dove came down, the voice uh, spoke from heaven. He was then led into the wilderness. He went through a battle. He went through a struggle. He went through a difficulty. I've seen Christians get baptised. I've seen them and then sometimes they disappear. It's like, what, what happened to you? I was like, man, I just came under attack. I don't understand it. I started to give my life to God and really going and then I came under attack. Exactly. You just got to know it. new levels, new levels, new devils. You try and step up into the next thing from God. It's like, what, what's going on, man? I try to step up. I try to believe God for more. I tried to step up and all these attacks came. Yeah, exactly. Should not be a surprise. And what does God do? He says the same thing as He says to Jesus. You're in that moment of baptism. You're in that. Someone from the last service said, that was me exactly. I'm going through this, through this thing. You, 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 you get touched by God. You have a sense that, that, that I'm your son. I'm your daughter. I'm your, I, I am called. I've, I've been chosen. I've been redeemed. You get that sense. You come out of the baptism pool. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the old is gone and the new has come and then all hell breaks loose. Come on. And then the enemy whispers and people seldom recognize the devil when he puts his hand on their shoulder. And the devil whispers, did God really say that about you? Really, you're God's daughter? Really, you're his son? Is that what he really said? Did he? Did he? And they end up in the wilderness tempted and under attack. And many get taken out because they don't understand. You're tempted. Listen, you're tempted, my friend, not because you're bad, but because you're important. Because God has a destiny for you, a plan for you. Come on, preachers preaching good. You need to receive that there is something powerful that God has set up and ordained for your life. You're tempted not because you're bad, but because you're important. Frederick P. Wood said this, temptation is not sin, it is a call to battle. East Stanley Jones, the great missionary to India said, temptation has its uses though. As we grapple, we grow. Well, you've got to resist the devil and he will flee. Resisting is not when the chocolate cake comes out going, mm-hmm, okay. Tap your neighbor and say, preacher talking to you. <laughs> it just is. <sighs> Listen, know today if Jesus can be, oh, you've got to get this. Know today if Jesus can be tempted and be without sin, you've got to realize so can you. So can you. You can be tempted. You can have stuff happening. You can have things going on and not be. In sin. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody today. 
And remember, the Bible says this about temptation. It says in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, no temptation. None of them. Can I just say there is no new temptation? It might take different forms about about, about what tempted people back in the garden will tempt people today. Come on. No temptation has taken you, has got you, has got hold of your life. No temptation has taken you, but that which is common. Everybody say common. That which is common to man. Common in the dictionary or theosaurus just means widespread, general, universal, every one. No temptation has taken you, but that which is common to man. The message version puts it like this. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. And I want to say here today, we need to hear this because I found people when struggling with temptation, uh, they think, I've been a pastor a long time. I know I look young. But I'm 50 something. But I've been doing this for a long time. And I found that when people talk to me and they say, Pastor, I want to tell you something that's probably going to shock you. You probably never heard something like this. I know you, I, I know I, I, I put on a pretty face at church, but I passed on and I tell you, I haven't been shocked yet. Come on, somebody. There's no new temptation that's out there. But what I've discovered is with people today, they, they think when, when they're going through stuff that they're the only ones who are ever struggling with it. That's why we need to hear this. We need to. We need to hear this. I I, I want to tell you today, you are not going through it alone. And people can say, I'm the only one. I think there'll be people sitting in this auditorium now going, I'm the only one going through this. I guarantee there will be people who who, who were almost, you weren't going to come to church today because you're like, man, I just, oh man, I'm just struggling with this. I don't think, I'm not worthy to go to church. I'm not, you know, I'm not, yeah. Listen, I'm going to tell you, if you're struggling, that's where you should be. You should be in church. Come on, somebody. I'm just not right yet. I'm just going to get myself right. Friend, I want to tell you, uh, we, we can't get ourselves right. That's why we need the grace of God. That's why we need, uh, we need Jesus. We need to throw ourselves at the mercy of God. It's not a time to run away from Him. It's a time to run to Him. I'm the only one going through this. I bet there'll be people who say, oh, I won't going to come to church this morning. I feel like a hypocrite. And as I always say to our church, there's always room for one more. Come on. Be few people before the service, they're feeling this. There'll be people even here right now going, Pastor, you don't know my, my struggle. There'll be people here sitting like no one else knows my story. And man, everybody else looks so together. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and how many know we're not? Tap your neighbor and say the struggle is real. My friend today, if that's you, if that's you, understand the Word of God says, if you're struggling today with temptation, if you're struggling today in an area, if you came in here and you're sitting here and going, as he's speaking, you're going, did Glenn send him my file? 
and, and it's quite easy to do because I know no, no temptation has taken us that is common to man. I know that in this room there were people, as, as amazing as we look, as pretty as we came into church today, hallelujah, there'll be stuff going on. There'll be struggles that are, that are happening. But my friend, if that's you today, understand the Word of God says, not Pastor Adam, not some self-help guru, the Word of God says, which is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path is sharper than two, any two-edged uh, sword. The Word of God says that the temptation, we just read it out, the temptations you're experiencing and are facing are common, universal, widespread and general to everyone, to all of man. You are not alone. You are not alone in the temptations that bother you. I remember the story of a young man. He was wanting to be in the ministry and I, he, he, was, he was at this conference and this 80-year-old preacher was preaching and the, the young man says to the preacher, he's like, man, I've I, man, I got so many issues. I've got so many things. I really want to preach. I, I really want to be a leader, but I'm, I'm struggling with, you know, every time I see a pretty girl, I'm just like, oh, no, I shouldn't look. And then, you know, I, I just feel all these feelings and are tempted by all this stuff. He said to the 80-year-old preacher, he's like, can you tell me, tell me, when does this stop? When does this stop? Because I just want to serve God. And the 80-year-old preacher looked at him and said, when it does, I'll let you know. Come on, somebody. And all the 80-year-olds said, amen, hallelujah. I want to tell you today, if you're struggling with temptation, you're not weird. Well, you might be weird, I don't know, but the, the, that's a whole other subject. I want, to say, I want to say, if you're struggling with it, someone's walking out already, I've upset someone. You're not weird. If you're struggling with temptation, you're not weird, you're just human. See, our enemy, the devil, would seek to make you believe that you are alone in the test. See, Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 says, He is the devil, is the accuser of the brethren. He seeks to isolate so he can eliminate you. Now, of course, what tempts you may not tempt someone, someone else. But know, know this, and I love this quote, Satan, like a fisherman, baits his hook according to the appetite of the fish. In other words, what bait will make you bite? What bait will make you bite? But what, and let me just say, whatever it is, I mean, bait always looks attractive, doesn't it? It looks shiny. I want to tell you, when, when, when the enemy tries to tempt us, whatever that bait is, it's going to look attractive. Uh, for me, I'm not going to get attracted to an to, to, uh, to a old lady with a moustache and hairy legs. Come on, somebody. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. That's not going to do it for me. I don't know what does it for you. I don't know what you will find attractive. I don't know what will draw you, but he will always bait the hook with bait you will like. Superman. He was amazing. He was faster than a speeding bullet. He was more powerful than a locomotive. He was able to jump tall buildings in a single bound. But there was one thing he couldn't conquer. 
The man of steel, one thing that, he could, that would make him go weak at the knees, and that was kryptonite. It was a substance from his home planet. What from your home planet makes you go weak? What is that substance? What is your kryptonite? What is your kryptonite? See, I think it's important to identify that. In fact, you already have. You already know what it is. You've, as soon as I said it, you're going, oh, that's my kryptonite. I think it's important to identify that. Why? So we can keep as far away from it as possible. So if you're here today and I meet people, I've been a pastor, like I said, for a long time. I meet people who say, you know, pastor, I'm strong in that area that it's not good. And we, you know, Glenn, you, I'm sure you've had it. You've gone to people, you say, hey, look, I'm watching this. I'm seeing this on Facebook. I'm seeing that. What's going on here? And they said, no, 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 no. I want to assure you I'm very strong in that area. That will not be a problem to me. Now, that's not how they talk, but that's how it sounds when the pastor's here. And I'm just telling you. Write any letters to Pastor Glenn. No, okay, just, uh, just, uh. But the one who says I can never be tempted, that I'm real, real strong. I, I want to say, I'm just speaking frankly, such a person is a fool. Because even King David, a man after God's own heart, was tempted. One should say it can happen to me. If it can happen to King David, it can happen to me, so I should be on my God, lest I fall. See, I want to say we, we, we cannot take temptation lightly. So stay away from the edge. Stay away from the edge. Keep away from the edge. See, the test, and I think for many Christians, is like, how close can I get to the edge without sinning? How close can I go? I want to go real close. I don't want to fall off, but I want to get real close. I'm talking Australian right now. but It's Australian problems. How close can I get to the edge? Friends, as... as, as, as as Christians, it's not about how close you can get. It needs to be how far can you stay away from the edge. See, remember, give the devil an inch and he'll be your ruler. You give him a foothold, it'll soon become a strong stronghold. So we've got to understand that enemy might whisper things to us, but the devil is a liar. Somebody say Amen. The devil's a liar. Satan promises the best, but pays with the worst. He promises honour and pays with disgrace. He promises pleasure and pays with pain. He promises profit and pays with loss. He promises life and pays with death. So fight the good fight. James chapter 1 verse 12 says, Blessed or happy is the man who endures. Everybody say endure. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. There's a fight involved. Blessed is the man who endures temptation because having been approved, he will receive a crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love Him. Some of us, we've got to get our fight on. 
We've got to learn what it is to endure. We've got to learn what it is to put on our armor. We've got to learn what it, uh, what it is to push through. Blessed is the man who endures. Second Peter 2.9 says, The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. Friends, well, I want to tell you, we have a deliverer. And as you seek to follow God, He has a way to deliver us out of that which we're walking through. And I want to close by saying this. Temptation is everywhere. It's everywhere. But so is the grace of God. Temptation is everywhere. Come on, if we're going to clap, let's clap. Temptation is everywhere. But so is the grace of God. You know, Paul said of the thorn in his side, it was driving him mad day after day. Paul said this in Corinthians about his battle. He said, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it from me. Three times. He's like, I've cried out to God, take this from me. But God said to him, the Lord spoke to him and said, my grace is sufficient for you. He says, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Friends, I, I, I've got to say, I can't today. I just got to be honest. I can't pray a magic prayer that will make all temptation disappear. Oh, I wish I could. I wish I could say abracadabra, three, two, one, ping. Because then we'd have no problems. Amen. Oh, that'd be so good. But I can't pray, pray a magic prayer that will make your temptation disappear. I can't. You've got to endure. You've got to fight the fight. You've got to battle on. Because temptation is everywhere. But so is the grace of God. So is the grace of God. So remember, as we close here today, why don't you stand? I want you to remember that temptation, number one, is not sin. Some of you have been like, oh man, if you're tempted, and you've been going, man, I'm useless, I can't do it, I can't do it. No, temptation is not sin. It's so important that we identify that and be clear on that. I'm trying to help you today. Number one, temptation is not sin. Number two, you're not alone in the battle. Talk to somebody. Don't go, oh, nobody knows what, I, oh man, I'm the only one struggling with this. No, probably that guy down the third row, four rows, but six seats in, he's struggling with it too. Come on. Everyone's counting. <laughs> and three, temptation is everywhere, but so is the grace of God. Do you need the grace of God today? Understand today, you stand in the grace of God. Again, I want to remind you, you, you might be struggling with temptation, but you struggle from a position of victory because He has paid the price so you didn't have to. All that's happening now when we're working through these things as we're working on the business, Christ is working in us to help us become what we already are positionally in Him.
we are justified freely by His grace. There's nothing we have to do. We can't earn it. We can't buy it. Christ paid the price and said it is finished. All we have to do is receive it. But now He does the work of sanctification inside of us to help us become experientially what we already are positionally. So I don't want anyone here going, I beat myself, I just don't, no, no. I want to help you today. I want you to know your temptation is not sin. You are not alone, so talk to somebody. I'm telling you, you can tell your pastors they're not going to be surprised. Oh, I struggle with that. I had a lustful flaunt. It happens. Stuff happens. We want to do church that's real and authentic. Not turning up every Sunday and faking it till we make it. Come on. We are human. We have problems. We have struggles. Like I said, I can't pray a magic prayer, but here's the thing. As, the, as Richard Black said yesterday, it's, the Bible does not say it's prayer that sets you free. Listen, it says the truth will set you free. And what I gave you today is gospel truth. Come on, somebody. No sin, no temptation has taken you, but that which is common to man. And though temptation be everywhere, so is His grace. Walk out of here today with your head up high, feeling strong, knowing that if God is for me, who can be against me? Would you honour King Jesus in this place today? God bless you. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media 